Hi everyone, and welcome to my sauntering podcast. My name is Paul White, and I live in a gorgeous place called Weymouth. And this podcast is a collection of saunters that were born in lockdown, but it's also got some additional stuff which is just fresh, hot off the press. praying that you'll be really blessed and that God will speak into your heart as we take this journey together. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep updated with the very latest sauntering podcasts. So hi everyone, welcome saunterers and podcast listeners. I'm really excited today to have a special friend and special guest with me, Raf Ottinger. He's originally from Germany and now he's living in Norway. And we're going to just talk a bit today about the whole idea of identity, but linking that with destiny. And Raf will talk a little bit about his own sense of destiny and so on and where he thinks that comes from. And so hi Raf and welcome to the Sauntering Podcast. So good, so good to be back. Thank you so much. It's always so good to talk uh, uh, to you and have time with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> cool. So Raf, just just talk to us a bit um, about where you are now and how how you come to be there. What's going on with you? Um, so I have been uh, part of the prayer house uh, for in and out for like 10 years probably since i think i came first to weymouth 2012 um and uh back then i really uh my heart was set on fire and uh i met jesus uh, like i have never done before so good and uh it's a long journey and a long story but the short of it is that we received the calling or burden for scandinavia and that was very unexpected, but it was really strong. That is my wife and myself, and we have two kids now. And so back in Weymouth, 2000, uh, um, 2019, we really felt like that it's time to actually go after that call and to move to Norway and to really step out. And we did that in May 2020. So we moved to Norway. Uh, God opened the door to us, uh, a little farm, or actually a big farm, uh, with uh, people who love Jesus, who want to establish a, a, a Christian center here, work, discipleship school, church. And they were praying for a family or a couple for many uh-huh. years. And we were praying for some years for an open door in Norway. And wow. there our prayers met in the sky. That's and so cool. uh, both prayers were answered. And now we're here. In so uh, Midtelemark, Norway. So you say that. Say the say the name again. Uh, so the 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 door the village is called Akkehaugen, but the kind of community is called Midtelemark. Mm-hmm. It's in the it's kind of not south of Norway, but it's more south. Yeah. Cool. So you left England, and all the permissions and stuff started to come through just right in, the, literally at the early part of the pandemic didn't you yes yes so that was the spring of 2020 
yeah that was the most challenging part of it because we went to norway for last time in february 2020 and then it was very calm still the mm -hmm. coronavirus was still back in china it was far away it, it it came but it was very quiet and in february 2020 god opened the door for us to go to norway and we met those people we met this farm and we thought yeah we will just move here in may because god spoke clearly to us that we should move in may and uh, but then as everyone knows the europe locked down and the countries locked down and the transport was difficult and for me to hold on to that word that we would actually move in may 2020 was quite challenging because i had to um give up my job i had to pack our stuff i had a little child uh, and 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 the wife i'm responsible for and to actually hold on um, that we will actually move was quite challenging, but uh, God was so faithful and we moved through, I think, eight different countries that wow. supposedly were all locked down and we <laughs> arrived in Norway on the 22nd of May, 2020. Crazy. And the, the, the crazy part to it is that if we wouldn't have moved, if God wouldn't have said clearly May, 2020, I would have ne never have the faith to move in May, 2020. Wow. If we wouldn't have moved in May 2020, I wouldn't have moved in July, August when it was a bit easier because my wife was pregnant with a second um, uh, girl, which was due in November. So that was too close. So then we wouldn't have moved in before November, December. And then from November 2020 till June 21, Norway was as close as ever before. Like it was wow. a proper, like no one could come in not like no one and nothing so we could not have moved to norway we would have literally moved to norway if we would have hold fast in like june july 2021 like right now a couple of months ago that is so and it was so incredible. important um that we did move in may 2020 that is so incredible so there is this tiny window but yeah. you you believe that god spoke to you beforehand and said may 2020 he spoke was it you or leone he spoke to uh, it was leone so the god wow. fairly early that uh, she's the point of contact <laughs> wow that's amazing so your voice just went a bit funny there raf but i think the internet's it's gonna hold up we're gonna be fine so that is so cool so okay. when you came to the prayer house um, you came with the organization Pays and you came having spent already a year in Ghana. Is that right? And then we yes, met. Right. And I remember the first evening we met, um, you came off the mm. bus, the coach, and I picked you up. And then we went to watch one of my children having swimming lessons or something. Yes, and we sat in this sort of warm humid environment by the side of the big pool in Weymouth and watched the kids going up and down and I remember just feeling like there was a very strong connection in my heart to you even though yeah. I didn't know you how old were you then about 19 or 20 I think so that was 2012 so I think I was 20 yes yeah, yeah I was 20 yeah hmm. and just just let's think a little bit about this whole thing of destiny did you have a sense in you at that age that, that that god maybe had a destiny for you to fulfill on the earth um i think i had always a deep sense of uh of calling 
because I grew up in a very spiritual home and I mean that very positive like my parents were very open to what the Holy Spirit is doing and um, to where we should uh, move towards and what we should do and so I was always very open to that but for me I think as it was quite difficult to find out how it looks like mm-hmm. because um being a German, there's ex- there's an expectation to live. I don't know if you have the same saying in English, but in German, to live according to a red line, like to follow a, a certain path okay. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is when you go after school, you go and study, you do this, you do that, and you do the things that are that make sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I also was quite good in school and uh, I was, I, so my, I, I felt this expectation also from my parents to kind of just do certain things. Um, but at the same time, I had this, this fire burning in my heart from a very young age that uh, mm-hmm. I really wanted to see the kingdom grow in me and around me. And I, I, I felt like that there's more to it, but I didn't know how it would look like. Yeah, And I think when I came to Weymouth, the one thing I learned is not what I should do, but who I am. Nice. Even before, like, I was loved by my parents so well that I really had identity in who I am. But that was kind of a foundation, which in Weymouth, I I fell in love with the father. Mm -hmm. And I found my identity in him, which then helped me so much to make decisions that may look weird or may be difficult uh, because I I learned to know who I am and that helped me to know what I should do if that makes sense yeah so that's really interesting because there's the sense of identity gave birth in you if you like to a sense of destiny and a sense of purpose rather than having the red line of German purpose and focus go from point A to point B to point C to point D, realizing your goals along the way, educationally and financially and so on, I guess. But you had this, this thing happened in you where your own identity as a son of God really became the central kind of building block of your life and then your sense of purpose and destiny followed from that that's true if you if you think like my life um if i wanted to go after the path of being good in school i should have straight away studied i should have done those kind of things and if i wanted to go after the path of kind of i feel a calling in a spiritual sense and want to be pastor or whatever then I should have gone to Bible school, like do a proper study, theology or something. And neither of those two, I did. did. I I went as a missionary (laughs) to Ghana. I was in England. Then I studied in Berlin. Then I worked for Mercedes. My dad was really happy. Things looked (laughs) well. And then I left again, going back to England with my wife now, Uh, worked in a kind of marketing company then i yeah. worked as a selling refurbished laptops then i uh, worked in prison as a prison officer I then remember. i worked in norway as picking strawberries and <laughs> harvesting apples and and uh, working as a carpenter and and but all this is this is just that was my profession but my profession is not what i do it's not who i am my profession is just how i spend my time at, to kind of make make me 
enable me to do what I really want to do. But if I would have told like a colleague from Mercedes, oh yeah, I'm in Norway picking strawberries, he would be like, what happened to you? Like, did you have a <laughs> yes. breakdown? Or... What a waste. <laughs> but in being, and at times I was questioning my choices. I wasn't sure. I was like, maybe I should, I should study theology. Maybe it seems <laughs> like I'm not really getting where I want, but now I'm in that place where I would say I'm, I'm so much living in my destiny. I'm planting a church. I'm, uh, working with other Christians, living in community, having this fellowship together. Um, and I, I can use a lot of my skills and talents and, and, sure. and gifts. And, but it was because I was trusting God in the process that he's good and that he knows what to do rather than doing what I think makes sense that I should do sure. um, to get where I want to be. That is so cool, Raph. Because it's interesting that none of the skills or um achievements and educationally and all of those things or experiences in work are lost are they but they become part of um what you bring to the party if you like i remember when you were 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 with us at the prayer house in weymouth and you were helping us out with some stuff to do with visas and immigration and so on and i was just i i when you took charge of that particular task i just Mm felt such peace and such a relief I thought wow now we've got someone doing this who really knows how to take care Mm -hmm. of the whole thing I know that there won't be one detail missed out because you just have that incredible capacity to (laughs) deal with detail and stuff and I thought oh god thank you for the Germans (laughs) (laughs) it was just great Uh, and so every step was necessary and helpful yeah so I can see that how where you come from is a, um, you know, the whole thing builds, doesn't it, into yes. the, the yes. person yes. you. And and I think that's one thing I, I kind of feel about destiny very often, especially when we're young, uh, like my generation, we feel like destiny is a point to reach. And I think that is right and wrong, but more wrong than right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have a destiny to at the end we want to stand before jesus and hear the well done good and faithful servant we want to be that is our destiny and would be it would be wrong to say we're not living for that of course we're living for that but i think right now destiny is not a point to reach but a a journey to go um so if we try to get to somewhere but we don't embrace the way to to that place of somewhere then we miss the whole point um well, i'm not sure if you're still there yeah yeah i'm here i'm here okay perfect because there was yeah so then we missed the whole point because i think holy spirit loves to walk with us he loves to to go with us on that journey and he loves to go and fail uh, with us and pick us up and and so right right now i'm in the in a place where i just love the journey i'm i kind of reached uh, in a sense a, a place of calling here but I know there's so much more, but I'm not trying to get to that so much more as quick as possible, but I'm just trying to embrace the journey, knowing that the journey is necessary for me to get to my, um, to my place of calling and, and destiny. And I think that is, that is so crucial because if we don't embrace the journey, we will not reach the place of destiny because we will constantly fight the, the challenging circumstances rather than to embrace it. That's really you know what I mean. 
incredibly profound rap. Yeah, uh, so I, I had this. I had this picture uh, once, maybe just that little part where if I I have a daughter and she's three year old, if God would give me the choice to say you have the chance to to kind of jump ahead with her <clears throat> forty years. And she will be this amazing Christian, loving God, having this amazing family. Everything will be perfect. And you just jump to that point. Or you have chance B is that you just walk with her those 40 years. And maybe in those 40 years, she may almost fall away from her faith. Maybe she will go through hardships. Maybe she will go through amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. And then in 40 years, she will be at the same place. Wow. I would definitely choose still to go with her in those 40 years than to jump to that place, even though it would mean that I would need to go through difficult times with her mm. because I want to go the journey with her. I, just, I don't want to jump wow. with her to 40 years. That would wow. be so sad. And I think that's, that's how so God good. is. He doesn't like it would be so much easier and our heart would be protected more if we would just jump into our <laughs> destiny. But he loves to just walk with us, I think, because that's that's the whole point of it. That is so profound, Raph. That is brilliant. That is just such a great insight. So what would you say to a young person who um, has seen all these things on Instagram or YouTube and they see these influencers and people with perfect bodies and all the rest of it and they they kind of want to, they, I don't know, they're just trying to find out who they are. What would you say to a young person in that situation? I think it's it's important to recognize that every perfect, uh, great preacher who sounds great and has it all together uh, went through brokenness. <laughs> I could almost almost certainly guess that's true. Like he went probably through brokenness. He went through questioning himself: Am I doing the right thing? And and he only has it together. He only has those profound things to say because. He was uh, building a house. He was going a journey with with Jesus. And he was, I always say, if you want to learn to make good choices, you have to make bad choices. (laughs) And bad choices hurt. Bad choices, they're painful to you and to others. And so if I'm aware that if I'm a young person and I'm trying to to reach a destiny that I see in someone else, it's helpful to see someone else. But also I have to be aware that they went a journey um, that was difficult at times and joyful at times. And I, I, just to embrace like everyday life, like I, mm. I want to just love my life. I want to love my daily life. I want to love my simple life. Right now we are in this planting phase. It's a lot of chaotic stuff. It's a lot of things that shouldn't be, that, sh- that are. It's a lot of potential, unreached potential still, but I'm not trying to skip through that as fast as possible Very and become good. this perfectly functioning church community christian center but i'm like i want to love this face i want to really like ask the holy spirit what is it that you have for me in that face today tomorrow in these Very weeks good. and months and i think if we do that as young people then that's that could be helpful hopefully <laughs> <laughs> and again it comes back to identity if I know who I am, then I'm okay to be in that face. Then I don't try to be successful and great and amazing. I, I'm, I'm just rooted in who I am. So that's yeah. so good. So we're, in a sense, we, we're freed then, aren't we, from that need to prove ourselves and yes. demonstrate our credentials all the time because yes. we know who we are. We're yes. secure in that. And then we're able to enjoy the journey. 
and just like uh, little Naimi enjoying the journey with her dad, her physical dad, we're enjoying the journey like a little child growing up with us, our heavenly dad. And as he walks us, walks with us, we mm, grow. Yes. So good. Yes. So good. So you've got an incredible, lovely wife, Leonie. Um, did, how does she, because you, your destiny inevitably came together that at that time where you fell in love and you proposed, mm. she said, yes. Talk us a little bit through about how you've dovetailed that sense of being together as a couple um, and having that shared sense of mm. being called by God into something and how that adventure unfolds. Yes, that's very true. Like everything I do, I could, I could never do if, if I wouldn't have Leonie. Um, who completely just supports me and, and goes ahead and like challenges me. She received a call to Norway and I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so but, where uh, were you thinking of going, Raf? I, I thought I would go to Somalia or Senegal or like hide somewhere in the bush where I'm far away from the Western church <laughs> and the Western culture and the, yeah. the, 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 the people who don't want to know about God and just be somewhere else. And realizing yeah. that was disappointment. That was not like I didn't carry that on the front line, but it was deep inside of me. That's another story, but then I, I really said yes. And but at the same time, Leonie said, I would never be in Norway if it wouldn't be for you. Mm. Because I was then the one who started contacting people. I'm I'm a connector. I connected, I I pushed, I went through, we I booked stuff, I we traveled to Norway back and forth. And and Leonie said, I I, I would have struggled with this kind of stuff. So I would have probably still sit in my couch with a book and write and visualize about Norway and receive amazing stuff from the Holy Spirit. But I was actualizing it. Um, you were the one who made it, so you got on and started to take yes. steps to make it happen. Very yeah. good. Yeah. 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 So in that sense, like we needed one another. So like we all had our part to play and also to trust one another. Like in the first place, I had to trust her that God spoke to her because it was so far away from everything I thought. Mm -hmm. And but then I realized if she said that God spoke to her that we should go to Norway, then I have to trust in the first place that that is God. And then I have to take that serious. I'm not mm -hmm. like, oh, I have to test this and uh, like I need some great prophet to confirm it. Like it's more the other way around. If it's not God, then I hope that he will close some doors. But sure. um, so. But I think it all started even before we got married. We had this uh, talk, and I was um, this twenty-year-old uh, young man, and we. I told I, I told her that I don't know how our life will look like. I don't know if I will always be the one who can provide all that she wishes and wants. And and I, I love Jesus, and I will try to follow him as much as I can, knowing that he's a good father, but not knowing how that will look practically at times. And uh, she was uh, uh, kind of went through a rough time just before we met and, and she lost her uh, fiance um, and, and kind of really, she was plank in a sense, in a positive sense. She was just open for God to take her life to somewhere. <laughs> and wow. there I come and she was like, yes, I guess I just say yes, not really knowing what it would look like, but being ready for it. And she grew up as a missionary. So she, she did have some kind of association, I guess, to it. Sure. Uh, and from there, she was like faithful to her commitment to my um, 
to to my way of life and 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 she contributed so much to it like it was it was just amazing how how she never kind of questioned or or like she does question me obviously in, in other areas but she doesn't question me in in our path we go and she trusts me and releases me and it's just I could never have done if she would have if I would have felt that she's more like a block that I have to carry and convince that it's good what we're doing and safe mm-hmm. yeah like but she yeah. was she was actually the one who was pushing it a lot of times as well and that it's gave so me good. so much freedom so you definitely picture a kind of interplay between the two of you with your strengths and perhaps 100%. less strengths where you where you fill each other's gaps if you like and yes. kind of help again like out. the may 2020 it was uh, it was leonie like she was in worship and she received that word and it was such a crucial word and again i had to just trust her and say okay i guess we're going in may 2020 and we started talking to some people not even knowing we didn't know anything and it was in february 2019 when god spoke and we were like we didn't know we had some friends in norway by then but no open door in the practical sense at all but i just had to trust her that she hears the holy spirit and and uh, and that is that is the beauty of going together that we learn to trust and we learn to to function together yeah wow and so has has everything just been like plain sailing since you've been in norway or is it have there been challenges you've had to face there yes i guess uh challenges every day i mean it starts with just moving to a new culture and a new language and you kind of uh we live in this very remote area there's not a lot of uh, churches christians young people um and and so sometimes you do ask yourself is like what am i doing here (laughs) (laughs) why in the world like i could not have find that place on google maps it like it is so (laughs) it is so special like and here the farm we are on and everything we do they we don't we don't even have like an uh we or we didn't have any online um representation or any like online activity or we we couldn't have found a place and then you sometimes do ask yourself it's like what am i doing here yeah and then we live very closely to to other people like to two other families and and um they are completely different they have their own way of doing things and it's very organic and and you are challenged uh, when we're so close and and we live together and we didn't really know them and Mm. and uh, sometimes you're like man i don't i don't know if anything will ever change because it's such such routines that they live for many many years yeah and um and but at the same time then you see breakthroughs again and you see stuff happening and but it is definitely like sometimes we sit together and we're like okay i guess (laughs) we just continue trusting god to be good and in control (laughs) yeah i think when you know when you said about the asking that question why am i even here i think that probably is a question anyone (laughs) who's ever been involved in planting a church asks themselves at least once i would imagine more than once um yeah i I certainly have asked that question myself (laughs) a few times and am i really really is this really what you want me to be doing god because i'm sure there are other things i could do (laughs) yes yes yeah and then but there's the cool thing is like our journey to norway was so supernatural yes that 
like I always have this, and it really helped me this picture of when Peter was in the boat and Jesus was calling him out. Peter said, okay, if you call me, I will come. Brilliant. So he came based on the calling of Jesus, right? And like, I we have such a so strong sense of calling, even the way how the, the borders opened up and how we came through and how we actually did move here in May 2020, 22nd of May 2020. And um, so when those questions comes and those challenging times and we're like, are we right? Do we do the right thing? We kind of like, no, like we couldn't have made that up. We couldn't have pushed our way through. That's so helpful, isn't it? And that is when, so helpful, yes. When you've got a few miracles in your history that yes. are kind of confirming the leading that God's been yes. setting for you, it yes. really does help, doesn't it? I think that yes. we have the story of the Israelites and they constantly had to look back, didn't they, on the one hand and see that God had led them out of Egypt where they were slaves for 400 years. He brought them through the Red Sea miraculously mm. and eventually plonked them in their own land. But they had yes. to keep, they had that, always had that reference point, didn't they, of the seas parting to make a way that was not humanly possible. And God did precisely that for you, didn't he? He took eight different borders all yeah. from countries in lockdown and he opened yeah. the way for you just like the red sea yes. <clears throat> so good raf true <laughs> thank you so much for joining me i'd love to talk to you some more i think we'll we'll stop yeah. there but i'll i'll come back and we'll do some more and we'll talk a bit more about the actual business of church planting and what's involved yes definitely and maybe yes, we get leone on as well yes yes that yes she she has so much to say <laughs> yeah i'm sure she does Thank you so love much. You. God bless, bless you all. Thanks bye everyone bye. for listening. Bye bye. I am super excited to be able to recommend to you my book, The Christing. It's a whole adventure of digging deep into the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, exploring stories that may be familiar to us, but just seeing how the power and the beautiful, rich treasure of the Holy Spirit is there on every single page. And my desire as I share my own stories is that we would get caught up in that adventure together of a life pursuing the supernatural God where anything becomes possible when we're full of his Holy Spirit. And so my prayer for you as you read this book is that you'll get excited to embark on your own voyage of discovery with him, but more than anything else that you would fall more in love with Jesus. So please, if you have not got a copy, do buy one. You can get it online on all the major um, online bookstores, including Amazon, Eden and others. You can buy it from Christian bookshops. Uh, or you can message me and get your own signed copy. There you go. But do like it and review it because that really, really does help. Thank you so much. <laughs>